Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our ridiculous experiences. With that being said, let's get into today's topic. In person. So uh, before we get into in person, I want to address the fact that we haven't put out an episode in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, So it started with my health. Well, it started with mine and Danielle's teaching schedules picked up. And in-person learning was on the horizon, which is we'll get into more in the episode. But then also my health took a turn. Fortunately enough, I was not dealing with COVID. Um, but I was having other health issues where I just needed as much time away from technology and to relax and re- lower my stress level. Um, so that just meant not being on a screen or recording or on technology other than for work work. Um, so I had to take a step back. Um, and so we're, again, we wanted to give you guys a good episode and we just, I know that I was not in a space to do so. Yeah. And I think, you know, Tony and I both talked and, you know, he was dealing with his own health situations and I had just started going back to work in person, slowly gearing up for the spring where we will actually be having kids back in the building for school. And him and I just both knew that we needed to take some time to deal with that and mm-hmm. be comfortable with that before we could bring you guys an episode we love um doing these podcasts and these episodes and we love hearing all the feedback and interacting with everyone but we also want to make sure that like we're bringing you guys awesome content and good episodes um and so if you ever see us taking a hiatus know that we will always be back we are just making sure that we put ourselves Mm -hmm. our health our sanity our energy first and that's so we can bring you guys the best that we can that being said in-person learning. Yes. So also another contributing factor to me being out is that I started directing, assistant directing and choreographing a show, starting via Zoom and online submissions and things like that, and then now we're in person. And that's a totally different experience. Yeah, so Tony and I were thinking, we're like, okay, it's been a couple of weeks, we've both been dealing with stuff, like what do we wanna bring to you guys that is relevant and makes sense? And we were both like, wait a minute, like Tony's beginning in-person rehearsals for a show, I am beginning in-person teaching, Mm -hmm. um, and soon I'll also be going back to in-person rehearsals for the Broadway Youth Ensemble that I choreograph for. So we wanted to just share with you guys our takeaways, our experiences so far of classes and rehearsals in person, and our takeaways, um, just kind of where we're at with all of that, how it feels to be back in the spaces. And the first thing, so the first thing I will say is that, like, there is a lot of, like, crying and emotional well up when you kind of get everyone back in that room together again. Like, and I'm at, like, uh, so I'm actually in a theater. We're, we're filming it, but we're actually in a theater space and we were in, we were on, like, uh, film studios and, like, to get artists together again that, like, most of us were saying that we haven't been in person in a year. Yeah. Um, to do art. And so, like, it was just a lot of, like, I was back in a black box, you know, like, just look up at the light grids and, like, be in a theater again. I was like, oh, wow, I have not done this in so long. It just felt so good to be getting back to what, like, I love to do. Um, so there was, like, a lot of, like, random emotions that swelled up in that first rehearsal that just, it really, it really took me by surprise, like, how emotional it was. Like, seeing, like, be walking in a building. 
Absolutely. I mean, I agree with that. So I have been slowly going back into our school building and a week ago, everyone had to come back for the first time in a year, in over a year, actually, to start to prep the building so that we are reopening. Hybrid is about, you know, 50% of the kids are coming back um, in April. And um, it was awesome it was so nice to see people and i agree Mm -hmm. just like emotions like everyone was like so excited and it was interesting because it's like even if you had been clashing with someone remotely just being able to see them in person like wiped away all of that because we've all been dealing with stuff and i agree with you like getting to i've been in my dance studio now and getting to set it up the way i want to set it up and have so much space that i'm able to also like space out like you know space out spots for the different kids during class because we still have to maintain distance but like to be able to have that space have the mirrors um has been like just incredible and something i started doing was like every day i would go in and i'd like set my stuff down and i would just put music on and dance for myself like in the space Mm -hmm. and like just feel in this space um it and it does it, it does feel incredible because after over a year of teaching and dancing and choreographing in my little foyer you know ambiguous section of my apartment having this huge space with mirrors and light and the music going through the speakers is just it's it's felt really nice and I'm very excited to um to start teaching in it and then but we also can't forget like COVID protocol yeah so the crazy so here in New York like we have my temperature is checked every five minutes it feels mm-hmm. like everyone's still in mask, and so like another part of being in person is like what I would call natural human instinct to like be near someone or touch someone. And when we're rehearsing, that instinct mm-hmm. is there. And so the I should first say the uh, agreement that all of the actors and everyone came up with is that for rehearsals, we're masked up, we're keeping our you know we're going through blocking, but we're keeping we're being conscious of everything. And when we actually film, we pull mask off, we do what we have to do, sanitize that we have to do. But it's like, even in rehearsals, like, I'm teaching choreo and like a move happens and an actor is like, oh, can you come here? And they like step close to me and we all kind of be like, oh, uh, we have to do that constant like checking in. Mm -hmm. And like, are you okay with me being this close to you? Like, but I really need your help. So I need you to be this close to me or like, um, I'm I'm choreographing with a marionette puppet for the first time ever. And they're not like normal puppets. Like, it's different. So, like, to do that, I have to, like, grab the puppet and go through things with the puppeteer, the actor that's puppeteering. And so we're both, like, touching back and forth on this giant puppet. And we both got done, and we were like, oh, we've been, like, in close proximity. We've been touching the same things. Like, are you okay? And I was like, yes, I'm okay. You know, like, that constant check-in, it's just different. Like, you're asking for permission on a lot of different things that we would never do before because we... We as artists just assumed that everyone was so game, and they typically were. So, yeah, and different. I think I think there's something to be said there in a deeper conversation about like proximity and consent that maybe yeah. we're bringing forward as yeah. a world as a whole. Is this okay? Is it okay if I do this? Which is a different conversation. It de- definitely does make me think about that though, and how that could really change and shape, especially in our industry. But I mean, I agree with you. Like. Even going back at first, everyone was like, all right, we have to, like, make sure we stay away from each other. Like, really, like, only, you know, we're basically batched off at work into, like, different cohorts. Yeah. And it's like, you can be with your cohort, like, in closer proximity, but still wearing a mask, but you shouldn't be seeing anyone else. Now, 
there's a high percentage of us at work that are all vaccinated. So like, did we go out after our last day to all together to like celebrate? Absolutely. But we sat right. outside. Yes. We're all super cautious. But I agree with you. I mean, I get my temperature checked every single morning when I go in. Right. Um, we have mandatory random testing once a yep. week that even like I just said, like I'm vac fully vaccinated and even it doesn't matter. I still have to get to pulled to get tested yep. because they're just doing everyone in the building. Um, and it is definitely weird because even with kids, it's like, they want to be close to you, right? Like mm -hmm. they want to be close to you. And like, as a dance teacher, like you want to be able to walk around and work with them on specific movement and, and help them and have them understand. And it's just like, it's also a lot of like, and I know it's going to be a lot of me cautiously reminding myself yep. that like, Danielle, you need to stay in the front of the classroom. You can't walk around because there are gonna be times that are gonna be required to talk to a kid, get a little closer to them, do all this. So it's like, it's more about like minimizing and mitigating those chances. So when I don't need to be, I shouldn't be. And now, you know, there's a two side to that because there's the sucky side where it's like, well, I can't really like get close to them and like work with them on a specific movement or explain it well enough to them or like show them and like, they might not be able to get something that they they could grasp if I was able to do that. But at least, but I keep thinking like, they have shown me their ability to learn so much over a computer yes. that at least we're gonna be in person. And so even though I'm not gonna be able to get as, as intricate quit with them or yeah. do like some of the cool stuff that I would start to implement with the older kids with like, partner work or group sections like right. we're not going to be able to do that because they have to stay right. in their very specific spacing in the classroom but again i just remind myself like being in person is better than nothing and um absolutely and i, I it, do there's think, a difference I, there there is a difference because i do think you're right and just the innate of like in my head i can't tell you how many times in our rehearsals where I'm like, you're too close. Like, stop Like stop doing those things yeah. that you would normally do because it's just, you don't, well, I know everyone's comfort level now, but like, you just don't know how it's going to go. Mm -hmm. um, and I definitely know we had a moment, uh, we were recording vocal tracks and like the space we were recording in was quite large and everyone could spread out at least three to four feet apart. But the holding room mm -hmm. was not large at all. And in, in just the creative team, we didn't think about the holding room because we were thinking about recording, you know, the recording space, everyone singing, and they're singing without masks. That was the thing that we mm -hmm. all agreed upon. So we had to make enough space for like the glass to be up and all that other stuff. But like, we weren't thinking about the holding room, but we needed to record some stuff with only two people in the recording room. So in the holding room, the whole cast and like, uh, whole cast and one director either me or the other director were in that holding room and we were all like maybe like two feet apart like we were trying to, we weren't trying to be close to each other but like it was kind of unavoidable and everyone was just like subconsciously being like you know that kind of check in was like are you good yeah are you good okay you know well, like and because i think that is the thing i mean to be fair i haven't read this but apparently recently i don't know if this is in general or just for school but apparently the CDC changed their guidelines recently that um, at least at school, desks no longer have to be six feet apart. They can be three feet apart. Yep. Well, um, for elementary, they've made that rule. They haven't set oh, it for... Okay. They haven't set it for middle school or high school, okay. too. Okay. And so US. I think... But I think the biggest thing is, like, 
like you just said, is like it's going to be the, the communication and the understanding of different people's comfort letters. Yes. Levels. I know people at work who are, or parents who are not comfortable, you comfortable being as close to their child or coworkers not as comfortable. Yep. And then I know other coworkers, you know, vaccinated or not, or other parents where they're, they're like, it's okay if you're closer to my kid. So I think something good that's going to come out of this is the ability to communicate more. But I think when you're in those situations, because at the end of the day, some of these are inevitable. It's not easy to stick consistently the entire time stay six feet apart. I think it's going to be about doing the other things, right? Like keeping your mask on, mm -hmm. staying in your designated space. Like if you're only two or three feet apart, just like staying in that small, like personal space sphere. Yep. And, you know, making sure you're washing your hands and you're just like being conscious of like there's someone else closer to you. And you brought up a good point because like I, we are facing the inevitable, inevitable, which I hope make people realize why we had to go through such quarantining and social distancing. Because there are just some spaces and some ways where we cannot not be close to each other. Yeah. And in particular, the arts, we go through this. Like that was one of my biggest conversations when they talk about Broadway. Broadway houses are not big buildings. Mm -hmm. Let's start there. And so even though... Especially, like, backstage. Well, and that's what I'm getting to. The wing space, like, that's why a lot of things and Broadway shows and the wings are, like, in the sky mm -hmm. backstage or hung above or below the stage because, like, there's not a lot of wing space. Like, there are some, there are some theaters where, like, you get two feet of wing space. And so when the entire cast has to enter, like, they're half sitting on top of furniture and stuff like that. You don't see it because you're in the audience. But, like... When Broadway returns, and you know, there we're still getting speculative dates about when things will start, um, but everything's projecting this year, so that's mm -hmm. good. But like, that's going to get called into question, of be it from the unions or the actors or the or you know directors, excuse me, whomever. There's only X amount of wing space, so I'm not going to not be able to be close to people. And then, like Danielle said, with just our dance classes, partnering. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many musicals where you're partnering and you're sweating on someone. Yeah. I've done plenty of dance shows where I have someone else's sweat on me because I've looked at them or like they're sliding mm -hmm. on my back and we're sliding on the floor. Like, so I think we have no choice but to accept the inevitable and be prepared for that or adjust accordingly. Like if you're not, if you know you're not ready for that, because that's something that we said, um, we've said during this rehearsal process with ourselves is like, if you're not ready for this, we don't want you to sign up for the show. Yeah. Like we don't want you to be a part of the show if you're not ready for what we're asking. And we're going through, like we're working with organizations where we have to use CDC protocols and things like that. Right. So we're not skimping on them, but we're just also not ignoring the reality of it either. And I think that's going to be huge. And that's going to be like the tricky thing is like, is like um, understanding that, projects that are about to come up now or in the next few months like right like maybe in the next like three or four month month range like yeah. might are might and should be a little bit stricter right because oh, we're not yeah. there yet we're getting Absolutely. there we're a lot closer we're not there yet and so understanding like maybe it isn't in your best interest in mental health and health wise and everything and just comfort level to not you know be in that rehearsal space or that class or, you know, that studio. And that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, yeah, because my thought is, like, you have to be 
vulnerable enough to create art. Yeah. And if your mind the entire time is going, that person sneezed, that person took, it's three feet close to me. If your mind is doing that, you're not ready to start this process of being back in person. And I will say that like something that's made me feel so comfortable and be back in person is like a, is there's a couple of factors, right? Like one of them is like where I work, it's a brand, brand new building. Yep. State of the art, like everything we have all of the what are like the HIPAA vac you know air filtrations in them we have a ton of space our cleaning staff our maintenance staff is absolutely incredible they are constantly wiping down every single surface 24 7 mind Mm -hmm. you the cdc said it doesn't really live on surfaces but they are like all over every possible surface and um you know, we have temperature checks every day and we have, um, part of it is like mandated testing once a week. Right. Yep. So like I'm comfortable at work because we, we have set up every single precaution that we possibly can. Um, and then, you know, the other thing for me is like, I slowly started, you know, working through my comfort level. Right. Like yes, a year ago, same. right. Like a year ago, like I didn't leave my apartment. I would literally like leave my apartment once every three to four weeks to do a massive grocery shop, come home white with gloves on in the mm-hmm. grocery store. Spray down wipe, the grocery. Spray down everything, yep. wipe down every single grocery, take a shower, right? And then it was like, okay, in June, it was like, oh, okay, like you're negative, I'm negative, we've all been home and safe, like we can go upstate and do a pod trip together, three of us, right? Yep. And then it was, you know, and then it was in the fall. Okay, numbers are a lot lower. I can see a couple of other friends that I know have only been working from home that I haven't seen yet, right? Yep. And then the, you know, and so it's slowly done that for me. And I, I feel like I've had to do the same as well. Um, yeah, and, and so I just slowly was able to ease my way into comfort. And, you know, I was very particular about the people I hung out with. So that definitely has, you know, made my comfort level, you know, better. I'm trying to think of the right word to use. But the biggest thing, like, let's be honest, at the end of the day, the biggest thing is like, I was fortunate enough to be in an early group to get a vaccine. And so now I've been fully vaccinated for, um, for about a month and a half, I've been fully vaccinated. And so my comfort level is a lot higher because I'm already in a space where we're taking all these precautions. I'm seeing the same group of people every day and I'm vaccinated. So I do think that, you know, everyone's comfort level is definitely going to be different. I mean, we have kids who aren't coming back to school yet because their parents aren't, you know, ready. They're not comfortable. So, and I think that it's something you do, like you are going to have to decide for yourself yes as we go back into and things. so i went through that with dealing with my sister who is a teacher and i was not all my teaching stuff for the year declared they were going to be remote at the beginning of the school year so i was just not as quick to rush it i shouldn't say not rush but like i knew i had time to make my decision about the vaccine and like give myself time to deal with that um and then when they opened up in georgia i was not eligible and then they were like everyone's eligible because our governor got yelled at by the president (laughs) um not getting political but these are just facts that happened um so literally it was basically like only like people above 65 and then we immediately jumped to like everyone 18 and up so like all of our centers are overloaded right now right um but so like i do think the vaccine is something that you should look into that's all i'll say on that but with my comfort level, I had to watch my sister decide for herself that, like, 
I have a seven-year-old with pre with a pre-existing condition, mm-hmm. a two-year-old, mm-hmm. and my mom with you know a pre-existing yeah. condition. And so her thing was like going back into the school. I kind of need to do this. I need you know like there's a lot. So she just had to test her comfort level every yeah. single day, you know, and find out what works for her. Because you know the one thing that like she made very clear to her boss is going back. She's like, I'm not dealing with any kids taking off their mask in my mm-hmm. classroom. It's not a question. She was like, if I return back to the building, I must have these things in place. Mm-hmm. And I do like, and she literally had a situation where a kid was like taking his mask off and fidgeting around with his mask for beyond her comfort level. And she kicked him out. Yeah. And the school like started to have a conversation and she goes, this isn't a conversation. If this child is not leaving, I'm leaving. What are you going to do? I mean, listen, I think that that's fair because I I had a situation a couple of weeks ago. We had a certain group of kids in basically doing remote school from the building. And that's when I started to go back into work to help out with yeah. that. And we had a kid who wouldn't, it wasn't a mask issue, but it was like a, he needed an adult next to him, next to him, See? less than an inch. Right. 24 like 7. Like and I finally told, I had finally told my bosses, I was like, listen, like, I'm vaccinated, so it's okay, but it's not okay. However, right? It's not I was okay. like, if I wasn't vaccinated, this would be a huge problem. And even being vaccinated, I'm still not super comfortable being like all up in this kid's business for like eight hours every single day. And it's and that's why I said, if even if you again, if you're one of those people that have qualms about the vaccine, okay, that's fine. It's purely about your mental and physical comfort level. Yeah. Because the first time I was in a crowd outside was um, like at an open air flea market. Mm-hmm. Like I had to pick up something for one of my uncles. Mm-hmm. And so like I was still relatively five feet away from everyone, but just seeing a large crowd, I got like physically yeah. uncomfortable. You're like I was just like it. shaking a little bit because we've not been, like that's the thing that has been scary to us the entire time is being around a large group of people. Yeah. So like I myself haven't done that in so long that I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this at yeah. that level yet. And that was months ago, you know. So I truly think it is about balancing that level of comfort as you, again, as you go forward. You know, I have some mm-hmm. friends that have that are dance teachers in studios that have opened back up and their rule is, you know, they have like painted squares on the floor mm-hmm. and they're, you know, everyone wears a mask and they, they've been able to put in the procedures that they need where they're comfortable. And so I think that's kind of the big thing going forward as we as we more things move into in in person again you have to know your comfort levels mm-hmm. you have to know what are your do's and don'ts it's kind of like dating yeah uh, it's like you got to know your do's and don'ts of being like as long as they're doing this i'm cool with that or yeah. you know as long as they're doing that i'm cool with that or you guys stop doing that so i'm not showing up you know yeah. i think you have to be I don't know. I think we have to keep that flexibility we had when the pandemic started. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, you know obviously we're not here to preach, like, listen, I'm, I've said it a couple of times already on this episode, I'm vaccinated. If you're in a position to get vaccinated, go get vaccinated. We encourage it. I but encourage we get it, it if you don't. If you're unclear or unsure, do the research, ask mm-hmm. people, all those things. We're not here to necessarily preach that, though. But I think part of this conversation is, like, we want to share our experiences with going back. And part of it is recognizing, like, comfort levels are going to play a huge part in who decides they are ready to do certain things first. You also might have people who, like, 
aren't comfortable being around people, but they just are like, I don't want to do the whole like mask and six feet thing. Like I want to, when I go back, I want to be able to be all up in your business. And, and that's also, listen, that might take a little while, but that's, that's also real fair, thing. but it's fair. And you might choose that. Like, what's the point of, of auditioning for a show or going back to dance class in a studio if I'm not allowed to do what I could do in 2019. And that, so that's another part of in person that I have to talk about with this show is that like, we were going through a warm up the other day and my body was just like, you've not gone full out at all yeah. in a year. We gotta remember how to do some things. And that's like, I wanna give that, and we talked about this on an episode before in the middle of the pandemic, I still danced during the pandemic, but there was also a period where I just didn't. I did not have the motivation. I did not have the will to dance. And so I just didn't, you know, and as I'm slowly finding that again, I have to give myself grace that my body is not where it was a year ago when I was actively taking classes, actively teaching classes, actively choreographing shows. Like that was something for me, honestly, that delved into my health issues as well as that I stopped doing a lot of my normal routines. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was starting to catch up with me. And so I say, when you think about like auditioning for shows or going back to rehearsals or things like that, or even just classes, you're gonna have to give yourself grace in every facet Absolutely. of it, not just COVID. Like you're not just the, you know, distancing and being safe. You're gonna have to give yourself grace in the fact of you ain't did a full center split in a year, yeah. you know, like, so it's gonna be a little rocky going back yeah. like that, you know, or you're gonna see some people who've, been able to dance and you know have gotten 20 times better because you know maybe they had a basement where they could dance full out or maybe they you know had adequate space or mm -hmm. could rent out a studio whatever whatever the case may be and then you may find others that are start from zero or you might find as i have uh returning back to directing and things like that some people have left the business yeah and that Absolutely. all of those are think i think are valid valid things but I think the, the mental adjustment is gonna have to come. Like this, we were having this conversation about how Broadway's gearing towards opening up, but like, we don't know who's gonna audition for things anymore because some of our favorite stars are done. Yeah. You know, some of those names that you always recognize at auditions are not there anymore. Yeah. So what has been your, I know we kind of talked about this in the beginning, but so what has been your, you know, overarching experience so far of like being back in person rehearsals. Like I know you said like everyone was so excited. You talked about the distancing, all of that, but like how, um, just say more. Cause I feel like that's the biggest thing is people right now are, are like, well, what is going to happen? Cause yes, film and television went back, but there are such strict right. guidelines, but nobody's done live theater or rehearsals or honestly, and not even people like, especially coming from a big city, New York, LA, any of these, Chicago, any of these bigger cities, like we haven't had any of our studios opened. No, they know? became, so that's what happened. I guess I should explain that. So being in the off-Broadway and off-off-Broadway community, you know, small regional theaters here in the city, a lot of them did not, what, did not know what to do. Some closed, mm -hmm. but then there was kind of this surge of, oh, we can just do theater, but film it. Mm -hmm. So recently, there's actually been some awards given out. Um, a new category was added to several small theater awards groups where it's like best digital media for solo or group or things like that. That's great. A lot of theater companies just continue doing plays, but filming them. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's, that's essentially what I'm doing now. Um, and for us, it literally is that conversation of like, when we're, when cameras go, we act like the pandemic does not exist. Right. You don't have that mask on, you're doing right. your work. 
when we're pausing, you're split, you're running the corners, you're, you're wiping your hands down, you're wiping your face, you're wearing your mask, you're doing whatever you can, you know? And that's kind of where, from the performer standpoint, that's kind of where you are. Mm-hmm. And I even had to have this conversation, almost like when we talked about this a little bit in the intimacy episode, when we were talking about intimacy directors, I am choreographing a, uh, a number where two of the dancers have to like touch like their wrists and arms to break people and things apart. Mm-hmm. And I had to talk with them individually and be like, are you comfortable with another actor, you know, touching mm-hmm. your wrist, touching your hands? I will be standing off camera holding wipes, you mm-hmm. know? And they're like, I'm not worried. I'm good. I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Went to my other actor and they were like, I'm not vaccinated, but I'm totally okay with that. I trust that person. I trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, cool. So then I had to bring them together and be like, so hey, this is the person that like, yeah. They know the scene, but I was like, if something, and I told them, I said, I will have a plan B. Mm-hmm. So somewhere along the way, you're com- like, we could be in the middle, and they haven't seen the choreography yet. If we're in the middle of a scene or learning a number or whatever, and your comfort level shifts in the middle of it, mm-hmm. immediately stop. And I will have a plan B prepared. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay, thank you. Because like one of them, um, and it's funny enough, it's the one that is vaccinated. She's like, I am, I'm good, I'm comfortable, but, like, I don't, I don't want you to be mad at me if that comfort level changes in the middle of doing this scene. And I think the hard thing is, because I was just thinking about this, right? Like, I have not choreographed a piece in person where people, you know, have touched each other yet. This is my first one in a year. Right, exactly. (laughs) I choreographed one piece um, online, which I will be releasing soon, and I just started to go, I will be going back to teaching. Um... But I was just thinking as you were saying that, like, as someone who is vaccinated, I don't know. Right. right? Because just... part of me is, like, obviously, like, I have my, you know, couple of circles of people besides my coworkers that I see on a non-regular basis. Right. Right? But I know that they're being safe as well. Um, but I don't know what – I don't know because – back to like our intimacy episode right where we talked about like dance is so intimate right yes, human connection is so, and i'm not talking about sexual i'm talking about just i'm intimacy, talking about like holding like, hands exactly and like that like that, those so i don't questions. i don't know right where it's like i feel like i would be like your dancer or your actor who'd be like yeah i'm totally good like let's go but then be like okay if we get to a certain point i might want to stop because at the end of the day too is like you could have been the most comfortable person mm-hmm. in the world in february of 2020 with people lifting you and touching you and moving around with you but even though you might have a higher comfort level now nobody has lifted you or moved your body part or touched you in that type of way in over a year so I don't know. you don't know where it is now yeah and so that is that is where like I know from the, seeing that standpoint that was a new conversation like I'm working mm-hmm. on a children's show like I was not expecting to have to have intimacy conversations yeah doing this But, like, I was checking in with our other director, and I was like, I feel like I need to do this. And she was like, yeah, I definitely think we do. And I'm glad I did, because now I know. Yeah. On the, like, the director-choreographer side, it is a lot more work. Not going to lie to you guys, being in person is a lot more work now with COVID, because not everyone is in person. Right. The hybrid thing is, like, I have my actors in this space, but none of my designers, Mm -hmm. because a lot of them want our union. But a lot of them are just like, 
I can come in set up the lighting plot when the theater is empty. Yeah, there's no So need. I don't need to be in there with you guys, but any correspondence I need to have with you is going to be all Zoom or all email. Right. Um, and that's where things get exceptionally complicated. And I know that was interesting. We were in where her, I'm glad I like, I'm the assistant director and we have a director because like there would be moments where I, like I, we would get an email on like I would see the notification on my watch where a designer's like I'm in her store buying mm-hmm. things. I need an answer, and literally we'd both look at each other and I'd be and sh- either she would go or I would go like off into a corner to like start emailing them back or call them back while we keep working with the actors. Yeah. So that like and that happened before COVID to an extent, but like knowing that like I've seen, I've not seen the entire design team all together in person. Mm-hmm. I've seen them one by one. Um, and I don't honestly think I ever will see the entire... I take that back. We're trying to get them all together for a dry tech. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. But, like, doing... Co- the constant coordinating of, like, being available to Zoom and to Skype and not just be, like, one giant production meeting where everyone's here yelling at the director. Yeah. It's, di- it's very different. And it made me, like... It, twofold. It made me go, oh my god, I never want to use Zoom again. But it also made me go, maybe this is where we need to be in theater. We don't constantly, I, maybe I don't need to have my designers there yeah. for a long drawn out day as well as my actors. And I do think that there's, you know, there's going to continue to be a learning curve as theater, live theater yes. comes back. There's going to continue to be a learning curve of, and like you said, like, is it necessary for everyone to be there 24-7? I mean, mm-hmm. that was the whole thing even with film. When film and TV came back, it said, okay, instead of having you on set all day, you're literally only going to come when you shoot this scene. Yes. Even to the extent of, I know for a fact, even to the extent of extras, there was no longer like, you know, everyone has to get COVID tested like two days before and then a rapid the day of, if you're like, if you're an extra, at least in New York, at least our production's based out of New York. I believe um, that's a union rule. So I would pretty, assume I'm that it's sure a union. It's across the board. Yes. For the US, and they, um, and you know, and they, they will, they like pay you extra money to go do that, which is amazing. But I also know that there is no longer like you'll be sitting around set in holding for eight hours to oh, shoot an no. hour. They are like this group of people comes in for these two hours, then they leave, and then this group of people is going to come in for two hours because it's all about mitigating to continue to let the show go on, to let the yeah. production thrive. And and yeah, it's funny yes. that you mentioned that. We're going through that same thing too. We're like we're locking down our filming day schedule right now. And we had an email, like, we had a proposed, like, schedule come to us. And me and the other director were both like, this day is way too long. Yeah. Like, we cannot ask them to be in an enclosed space with a mask on or without. Like, this day is too long. We need to either throw in another break or we need to use one of our pickup days to get some things. Like, no one wants to do a long, currently no one wants to do a long day. Yeah. In such an enclosed space. And honestly, it's kind of the reverse. Like, we're all locked in there. So, if something is wrong in the space something's wrong in the space right but it's like no one wants to do that long day anymore no and and to me i was gonna say too you know i had the conversation recently that went you know danielle so do you want to try to do some sort of end of year showcase or right. production and i said no i told them you know i told them like it's first of all we're coming back in the you know april it's 10 we have 10 weeks of school it's not you know i have majority younger kids these kids have not been in school for over a year it's not enough time for them to like get back comfortable in a classroom mm-hmm. learn new skills learn choreography and perfect the choreography yep. that's a whole stress that nobody needs 
And then the bigger reason is it's a lot of work. Like I would be like, okay, so I would have to somehow teach the kids who are remote, right, the remote cohort, have them learn a dance that they could all film individually and then that I could like edit together, which was something I did last year, but that would be part one. Right. Part two would be part two would be getting the in person cohort to learn different dance pieces. Um, and then have me, I guess, film it with them in their separate, you know, six feet apart boxes I basically laid out. Like you were talking about, I taped out yeah. studio boxes. And then having them do like a live or doing like a live stream with the other videos cut in. And I just said, because we can't have, we can't even do a show with the in-person kids because we can't have parents come right now. It's too much. You know, it's, it's way too much. And I think like if you are about to go back into a studio teaching in a studio or teaching in a school i do think i know that there are schools out there that are making their their performing arts departments do shows i think like if you are given the choice and you're just going back for a couple of weeks it's better to just like get those kids in the studio get them in their space especially when you're working with kids even adults but especially kids get them in the studio get them in the space get them moving and learning that is way we all ask like you know i say say that i'm a choreographer first and as as artists we all want to create and show our work and Mm -hmm. have put our work on dancers no matter the age but get them comfortable in the space get them learning get them moving get yourself back in the groove of even like you can still choreograph combinations and pieces it's just not for a performance or and that's what like i had a teacher or a teaching friend of mine reach out and be like they offered the same thing she's mm-hmm. at a private school in ooh, alabama alabama i think mm-hmm. and they were like oh you know you can try to do like this hybrid video thing she's like i don't want to do that um she was like i think i'm just gonna like because they they are hybrid She's like, the online kids, I'm going to set it up where they, like, can stream it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we, we dance online and parents can log in and watch us. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, for in person, I think I'm just going to set up a, a camera in the class and just watch, have parents watch class on a day. And, we'll, you know, the end of class will be a combo we've worked on for a yeah. few weeks. And I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. I was like, I don't... Don't overcomplicate it when you don't have to. It's my very right. first. Right, and again, don't this is just you know, this is my opinion and my experience as someone who's yes. beginning to go uh-huh. back. But as someone who's beginning to go back, we usually be like, yeah, let's like make something. I'm like, now is not the time. So and I can't ourselves right. when we we don't have complete control over how everything's going right now. Exactly. So you know, again, I just this is just like my opinion and and just kind of like my point of view from how I'm seeing things but I definitely think that like it's um I'm noticing and I had this conversation with my boss like slowing down right like it's okay that the kids didn't learn as much as they would typically learn in a year and it's okay that we spent more time on something so that they can actually fully grasp and understand these Mm -hmm. concepts and these styles and techniques and show that they're able to do even three moves you know execute them proficiently that goes back to what i was saying about giving yourself grace of like I didn't expect to not do the podcast for three weeks, right. you know, but like I knew that was the right choice I had to make at that time. And so I think that's what you have to kind of do with the kids that get back in class. Like even like I, some of my kids already were talking about it. And some of them I know have been on a full workout regimen, have lost weight, have improved tremendously. Mm-hmm. Then I have some of my other students who, you know, were like, 
the world was ending. I lost family members, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't I don't think we can... Or then I know some of them were just, like, I was unmotivated. One of, yeah. one of my favorite kids that, like, has trained for years, phenomenal hip-hop dancer. He literally has not taken a single dance class until maybe two days ago before his 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I just, he was like, I was just so unmotivated. I was so distraught. I couldn't. Yeah. And so, like, when, and now he's found that motivation again. I don't think any of those scenarios should be penalized. Like, no. the, we all suffered a giant traumatic experience. And right. some are still going through it. I don't think, I think we have to make that grace for that kind of imbalance. Yeah. Of getting a and classroom together that's at varying levels again. You exactly, know? exactly. And I think for me, what I am most excited about is just, like I said earlier in the, in this episode, is like just having them in the space, being physically, uh-huh. even though we have to maintain distance, being physically in the space with them and being able to see them move in person and have them be able to see me demonstrate and teach in person because it's not the same as learning online it's and not. I'm just excited to like be in a my biggest things are I'm excited to be in a dance studio I'm excited yep. to see other people right like yep. see my co-workers and I'm excited to see what the kids you know can show and do and learn over the next 10 weeks um and then we'll take it from there. And then we'll jump back into choreographing showcases and pieces exactly. and looking for other work. Um, but we have to see where the pieces fall first. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of positivity coming. And I, I truly do believe that um, we are on a direction where, like, the fall can be a significantly different story than it yes. is even now in a good way. Um, but I just think like so far these are my experiences with going back in person Mm -hmm. I'm excited to continue I'm excited to actually have the kids in my classroom because like I said it's just been like setting up and beginning this process and only having a couple of things here and there Um, so I'll definitely like come back and update in a couple weeks with how that's going Uh, same yeah I will definitely say after we we have a larger stretch of rehearsals and that sure you know some stuff back in person I will de- we will definitely do an update episode because like we said, these are just our experiences and they may be totally different for other people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that being said, the curtain has closed in this episode. We hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. Episodes come out every Thursday. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We are at point PYT on all social media platforms. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Pointer Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher.